All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. It's Friday. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, November 3rd, presented by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. We are live on the Daily Faceoff YouTube. And as we are every day at noon Eastern, we are live with our hockey insider, Frank Saravalli. Frank, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, busy, busy week in the NHL. Lots going on with the Sens. Lots of injuries, some suspension talk, appeal talk, questionable hits, and some teams that are off to struggling starts that haven't really gotten any better. I can guarantee that we're both doing better than every player on the San Jose Sharks this morning. That was uh, that was ugly. I mean, their whole season has been ugly. Have they reached ten goals yet? Like, I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say that. Um, it's this might be the worst team of all time. Yeah, it uh, it might be trending that way, but we're gonna give Sharks fans a bit of a rest. We won't dig into that hockey game last night. Instead, we'll talk about another struggling team, but it's one with expectations. The Minnesota Wild have looked, as it says on the screen, wildly mediocre so far this season. Frank, they're 3-5-2 and two to start the season. They're coming off a loss last night. They're in the middle of a four-game losing streak. Two losses to New Jersey. Washington and Philly mixed in there as well. Like I said, expectations, right? This was supposed to be a team capable of not just making the playoffs, probably winning a round or two. And they haven't looked like that kind of a team so far. No, they haven't been close. And I think what's most concerning for me is... 
it feels like the same issues night after night. And yes, they have really, really missed Jared Spurgeon. And I do feel like this team will be better once he comes back. But if you consider where the Wild are at at this exact moment in time, no Spurgeon. Obviously, Matt Dumba moved on in free agency. Their defense core, as currently constituted, is kind of a shell of what it once was last season when, yes, for the second year in a row, they hit 100 points, and you're thinking this is a team that's equipped to do some damage in the playoffs. I did not see this start coming for the Wild. I thought that they'd be a team that would be incredibly difficult to play against night after night based on the personnel that they have in their lineup. And what we've seen to this point when you listen to Coach Dean Evison talk about how slow this team has started, attention to detail, things like that. It feels like a team that's kind of shooting itself in the foot as opposed to just being underwhelmed or overmatched. And that part has been certainly tough to figure for, I think, one of the more, um, you know, when you put it all together, I think one of the better constructed rosters in the league, given what they're dealing with with the dead cap on their books, mm. that... I had the wild penciled in as a guaranteed lock playoff team coming out of the central and not to say that can't happen. It's just that the signs that we're seeing to this point are pretty concerning. Yeah. When we're breaking down these early season struggles, I always like to go look and see what the shooting percentage is and things like that. Be like, okay, are they maybe just getting a little unlucky and eventually the pucks will start going in. It's not the case in Minnesota second in the league, the second highest five on five save percentage. But then you go look at the goaltending, Frank. Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury have been incredibly average so far this year. 882 and 888 save percentages, respectfully. Spurgeon back will cut down on the quality scoring chances they're facing. But still, it kind of starts with the guys in net. They need those two to be better. I think it's all over the place with the Wild. I think Kirill Kaprizov, yeah, he's got a point per game so far, but he hasn't been anywhere near himself. He doesn't look like the game breaker that he usually is. And... Let's be honest, the Wild made a pretty big bet in Philip Gustafson in that he would be able to, you know, not just do what he did last year, but repeat it. It's That's difficult to do for a guy that doesn't have a huge sample size or track record in the NHL. And at the most fickle position in pro sports, we've seen year after year that even some of the very best goalies in the league can't duplicate their same performance. I don't think it's all on him. I think there's certainly some deficiencies in front of him with the way the Wild have been defending. But at the same time, he still deserves some share of the blame. The good news, if you're a fan of the Minnesota Wild, again, 3-5-2, and two, not terrible. It's not like you're sitting there with one win on the year and you're like, oh my God, we're going to need an eight-game heater to get, get, to get out of this thing. Spurgeon comes back, goaltending gets a little bit better. I really think they'll find a way to figure it out at some point this season. One team where it's maybe getting a little bit more worrisome, even though they have one more win than someone like Minnesota, is out in Ottawa, Frank. You look at the Sens sitting dead last in the division right now. Again, four and five, not a brutal start, but you look at who's above them in that division right now, and you combine it with the fact they are incredibly banged up, Frank. We'll flash up a board here with the five injuries they're dealing with right now. Thomas Shabbat, big, big name. Artem Zub, a guy they rely on to play heavy minutes. And I know... Ridley Gregg and Mark Kastelik aren't necessarily household names, but those were two guys playing darn good hockey for the Senators so far this season. This is a substantial list, and if I was a Sens fan, I'd be a little bit worried that this might really put them behind the eight ball here over the next week. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Then you see Travis Hamanick get hit with the puck last night. He goes down in a heap, is able to finish the game, but 
still you're like holding your breath if you're a Sens fan going another injury to a defenseman that would be pretty crippling but here's where I come out on the Sens and we've talked a lot about this team this week with the departure of Pierre Dorian and uh you know you see Steve Steos taking over as interim GM I firmly believe at this point injuries yeah they're one thing but there's other teams in their division that have them what about the Florida Panthers missing their top two defensemen? The Tampa Bay Lightning are without their stud Vezina winning goalie. I mean, both those teams are above the, the Ottawa Senators at this point. And how do you then explain the starts that some of the other teams that should be behind the Sens have gotten off to? The Montreal Canadiens, four points ahead of you. You've got the Detroit Red Wings off to a pretty good start, five points ahead. I mean, what's the excuse when you get to that point? Four and five, as you said, not brutal, but it's not anywhere near good enough, you know, on an 80 point pace to even remotely sniff the playoffs. And so can this team get better? Do we think that this collection of players is better uh, than what they've shown to this point? Yeah, I think the answer is yes, but I've arrived at the point and we've, we'll talk about this tomorrow on dailyfaceoff.com on our weekly roundtable. Yeah. It's time for a coaching change. Uh, DJ Smith, it kind of hit me last night watching the game. This was his 300th game behind the Sens bench. 300. There's only one coach in franchise history that's coached more games. That's Jacques Martin. And guess what? They had a lot more success than what they've experienced under DJ Smith. Too too much of the same. Too much of underachieving. Too much of, well, there's this. Too much whatever else may have played out before. It feels to me like they just are a team that needs a fresh start. And everyone may like him and they may work hard for him. But it doesn't mean that what you're seeing on the ice can't be better than what it is to this point. And so 300 games, this is his fifth season. That's a big enough sample size to tell me that I think they should probably shake things up. Yeah, I'm always someone who wants to see, you know, the coach that gets you through the rebuild get a real fair shake. I always hate seeing it when it's like, okay, the first year there's expectations. Boom, the coach is gone by November. This isn't the first year with expectations in Ottawa. Last it feels year like was. Yeah, it almost feels like the third straight season where we're sitting going into the season and it's either, okay, the Senators could be a sleeper or the Senators team is primed to take a step forward and they haven't. I'd be really intrigued if they made a switch behind the bench because I think it could be one of those things that really wakes up some players in Ottawa and maybe sparks the team. Okay, so if you're feeling that way, and I am too, time is of the essence. The last thing you'd want to do is get to U.S. Thanksgiving be way outside the playoff picture, have 10, 15 points to try and make up over the last 60 games of the season, and then say, geez, I wish we did this sooner. So again, it's not like he's not gotten a fair shake or a decent enough run. 300 games behind an NHL bench with one team is a pretty good stint. We see coaches in this league, two and a half years, you're out on your ass if you can't figure it out, and he's gotten five. Yeah, the last thing you'd want to see is, okay, let's say it's December. Tampa's got Bashalevsky back. Florida's got their two D-men back. The Bruins, by that point, are 22-0-1 or something crazy. And the Senators are sitting there going, ah, damn it, now we're 10 points back of a playoff spot and we're hooped. Yeah, it's a great point. Time's of the essence in Ottawa. We'll see if changes come at some point or if that group can turn it around. Uh, last night, Frank, a handful of questionable hits. And I do wonder if the Department of Player Safety will have a busy morning. Let's start with one that involved a pair of star players. Very interesting. Adam Fox goes down, leaves the game after this collision with Sebastian Ajo, knee on knee. Listen, I want to give Ajo the benefit of the doubt here, Frank, because again, star player doesn't have a history of doing stuff like this. But when we watch this, He's looking right at Adam Fox the whole time. I know Fox is bent down a little bit and off to the side, but 
I think Aho wanted to make some contact here. Roll that video one more time because it'll illustrate what I'm thinking. Okay. At, you see Sebastian Aho here? His leg doesn't move an inch. There's no sticking the knee out here. He goes into Adam Fox exactly positioned as he was. Do I think he was potentially trying to make some contact? Maybe. But contact and what you're suggesting as kneeing is a totally different thing. And I understand what the end result might have been, but no part of this looks even remotely intentional. I'm sorry. I don't, I think this is this, there's nothing coming here. That's what I think. But if you're going in to make a hit, I guess it's just more of a debate of who's the onus on here. Like Fox, I guess, is trying to avoid some contact there. But if you're Aho and you're going to make a hit, is the onus not on you to deliver it in a clean fashion, not in a neon knee way? I mean, it shouldn't be making any contact at all. It feels like an accident to me. The puck is so far away from where these two guys are. I I personally, uh, I think it's it's pure accident. So um, I, Sebastian Ajo has never given anyone any vibes at all that he might be a guy that would consider doing something like this. When you do it, you're as susceptible to injury as the person receiving it. And I, I'm, I just don't see his leg move one inch to suggest that there's anything here. So let's move on to another one. We talk about, oh, let me, let me just add in too. Um, the Rangers are not practicing today, so I'm not expecting anything by way of an Adam Fox update. It seems like that may wait until tomorrow, unless there's something real significant here. All right. Jacob Truba after the game was incredibly frustrated about it and talked about how every time he lays a big hit, he's got to go fight someone. And he felt like Ajo just kind of got away with it. Um, you mentioned Ajo maybe getting the benefit of the doubt in a positive way. Brad Marchand, I mean, $1.4 million in career earnings given up through suspensions. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, Frank. And as we watch this hit, he laid on Timothy Lilgren. I know it's Brad Marchand. I, I don't know if this is necessarily dirty. I think I may be on Marchand's side where it's two guys who are engaging going into the corner, right? Both their sticks are going. They both kind of make contact with each other. Lilgren just got the worst of a collision. Am I wrong for thinking that? No, I, that's exactly how I see it. And if you actually look at which player from the, you know, from a few strides out um, actually initiates contact here, watch Lilligren here. He slides right into him. And at that point, um, I don't see any sort of slew foot motion. There's, you remember, as the Department of Player Safety sees it, there's two parts to a slew foot. One is uh, kicking the player's legs out, and the other part is the downward push at the same time. And I don't see either one of those things, uh, let alone both. And you're right, Brad Marchand doesn't get the benefit of the doubt, and if it's probably any other player, we're not really scrutinizing this hit. Uh, so I don't, again, this is another incident. Matt Larkin wrote about it in depth on dailyfaceoff.com today. I don't see anything coming here. I don't think there's anything wrong with this play. It's an unfortunate result to what is a common hockey play. Two guys colliding on their way into the corner. I think way more interesting than that is the reaction from uh, the Leafs bench as Marshan was chirping it. Uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't love the reaction there. Jay Rosehill had an epic rant today on Leafs Morning Take about that. Do you think it's actually a problem? I mean, they go out, they get Reeves. Everyone's like, okay, they're going to be tougher. And, you know, no one's going to mess around with the Toronto Maple Leafs this year. And then we're 10 games in. People have been messing around with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and I thought more 
concerning or curious was the Bertuzzi reaction. He seemed to be kind of just sitting back and he was asked before about before the game about what Marshan is like. And he was just raving about what a good guy he is. And look, I get that you guys played together briefly and you might be buddies, but if one of your guys you feel like was taken down with even a somewhat questionable hit, you should want to try and take his face off, not sit back on the bench and laugh. So uh, that part was a little weird. And, you know, Reeves can bark all he wants. You got to be on the ice to actually make an impact. And yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just quickly here. I know we're running a little bit long with this one, but Charlie McAvoy is going to appeal his four game suspension. I don't think he's got a hope in hell of getting this thing reduced. Do you? Absolute waste of time. Uh, no, I do not think that the commissioner is changing. I, I, we've talked before about how I think the system is broken. The fact that it goes to on appeal to the very person who employs the people that make these decisions doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. And we'll see probably a quick ruling. So timing, not an issue here, but this is about as textbook and clean a suspension as you can find. Maybe you could argue that it was three games instead of four either way. Um, maybe they're just doing it to get it on record. You know what? I think the commissioner should be able to add a game if he thinks it's a dumb appeal. Like, you know, you no, you're wasting my time, you're wasting everybody's time. Five games, and now, yeah, so. and resources. You now have, uh, yeah. you've now earned an extra game. Let's get to our Friday segment, Frank. It is the generous guy of the week, and it is brought to you by Crown Royal. Generosity lives in the small things. Crown Royal, Crown everything. Who do you got, Frank? So there was a fascinating. You know, scene that was caught on camera, it appears to be during a TV timeout here. But when you look at Gustav Nyquist here, poor guy just picking up his chiclets after a high stick by Adam Larson, it's tough to watch. He's like searching around on the ice, and I don't know if he's dazed from the high stick or if you just can't see your pearly whites on the white ice. Either way, uh, certainly some generosity and a bunch of players feeling pretty bad. You see some teammates in there, and I like how. Uh, the Kraken goalie, I believe it's Grubauer, comes over, and it's like he's going to sweep him a little pile of snow here. Hey, get yourself together, kid. Uh, pick up your teeth and get off the ice. I forget who the player was, but they were some, they were. it was a veteran a couple of years ago who was like debating coming back, was waiting for a contract, and then I remember someone going, no, 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 he got his teeth fixed. Like, he's not coming back. He's done. Like, it's the ultimate sign that a player's hanging him up as he went and got his teeth fixed. You're not going to risk that. Uh, for me, Frank, I'm going to take it a, a bit of a different direction, but player safety, and give some stick taps to TJ Oshie, who, uh, I mean, he's the founder of War Road Protective Gear, and last night, as you can see, he was rocking a net guard in the game, and his company has sold out of their Kevlar-based gear, both wrist and neck protection in light of the unfortunate incident with Adam Johnson and his tragic passing. Oshie's company is doing a lot of good in the player safety department, so I wanted to give him some credit. Yeah, Crown Royal reminds you to live generously, and generosity is in all the small things, Tyler. To me, this is not a, a big money-making venture for TJ Oshie. He's not in it for the dough. Um, the cool part about what he's wearing, and I, I told this story on the DFO Rundown, how chilling it is that I actually bought this shirt the morning for my son the morning before Adam Johnson died, which is the weirdest feeling ever. Um, I have nightmares about this stuff, quite literally, 
the cool part about the garment is it's all one piece. So you just throw on the shirt and the neck part is built in. The wrist part is built in. You don't have to think about it. No extra attachments. Doesn't look goofy. It just looks like an Under Armour shirt with like a larger collar in front of it. So um, I think it looks good. I think obviously uh, the material is good and uh, just lucky in a way that we got ours ordered ahead of time because it's actually arriving today. And there's, as you mentioned, everything on the site sold out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, there you go. That is our Generous Guys of the Week brought to you by Crown Royal. Crown Royal, crown everything. It doesn't take a million dollar donation or name on a hospital wing. This, this is where generosity lives. Let's get to our big segment today. It's Fantasy Hockey Talk with our pal Nick Alberga, and it is delivered by DoorDash for a limited time. Our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and use the promo code NATION25. Dash that for the win. Nick Alberga swinging by to help us all in our fantasy hockey pools heading into the weekend. And Nick, there is nothing more important in fantasy hockey than getting your goaltending right. And for a few people like myself, who took a couple of bad gambles early in the year. I'm scouring the waiver wire. I'm trying to make a deal to get a better goalie. Who are some guys I should be looking at? My advice, wholeheartedly, stay away from San Jose, guys. I don't know what's <laughs> uh, what's possessed me to say that on That's this Friday, cool. but I don't think you're going to have success in your fantasy league with anything San Jose this year. Just a hunch. But nevertheless, you are right. There are some injury concerns around this league. John Gibson's banged up. Carter Hart with Philadelphia. Luckily for fantasy owners, there's some pretty stealth options, as you see on your board right there. Cam Talbot off to a hot start here with Los Angeles. Three of the past four appearances, two goals or less in three of those four. Lucas Dostal, who I'm really, really high on this year to take that next step. Of course, John Gibson is there, so that might not help the situation. But he's off to a really good start, 2.80920. Jake Allen in Arizona, or Jake Allen, excuse me, in Montreal, who played Arizona last night. 
off to a really, really good start. And uh, I like what Arizona's brewing in between the pipes and this sort of tandem they have with Vimelka and Connor Ingram. And so far, these are some guys who are offering some pretty good stats. And it's sort of funny, like the big boys have really, really struggled early on. I know I, uh, I own Connor Hellebuck, and he can't make a save right now, unfortunately. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, also tough was the injury to Adam Fox on Thursday night. We just talked and broke down the hit from Sebastian Ajo. Some may not like it. We're still waiting to see, Nick, what exactly the prognosis is for Fox. The Rangers aren't practicing today, so I'm not expecting much by way of an update. But if you are antsy, if you feel like you need to get ahead of this and Fox may be out for a while, which we don't know yet, would you, you know, who would you be looking at on the waiver wire or trade action to try and uh, swap out for Fox? So internally, it looks like Eric Gustafson's going to be that guy, but I wouldn't give the advice or the onus on anybody to pick him up. Like he's a daily stream at the at, at the most. I think if you're looking for a daily play, maybe Eric Gustafson. But externally, luckily, there's a lot of really, really good sound options. Like a guy I really like in Montreal is Mike Matheson. Really under the radar, he has 41 points in 58 career games with the Montreal Canadiens off to a really good start running the first power play unit. So I would definitely take one a of the goals of the year so far. Pardon me? He has one of the goals of the year so far. Exactly. And nobody really talked about it because it was buried last Saturday, right? And there was so much happening. Uh, but that that was pretty damn impressive. Uh, I know actually it was back in that uh, the Frozen Frenzy, actually. Yeah. Uh, but Zach Wierenski, uh is another guy. With Columbus, I looked at his ownership last night, around 58%, uh, which means people are pretty down on Columbus, and I get it. But Wierenski's a guy who's still going to produce six points and seven. Philip Heronik and Quinn Hughes have been the talk of the town, certainly in the back end in Vancouver. But Heronik's providing offense and numbers and stats, and that's great news for the minds of fantasy owners. Ten points in ten games so far. And Pavel Minchikov uh, with Anaheim has really taken that leap. He's 19 years of, of age, and with Drysdale injured, He's really taken off and producing right now in the fantasy world. So luckily, again, it, it's tough to lose Adam Fox for any amount of time, but there are some options out there for fantasy owners. Wrap things up, Nick. You always got to you know, know when to hold them, know when to fold them kind of thing. Who are some players off the hot starts who maybe fantasy owners are in love with, but might need to have a tough conversation, might need to sell high on some guys. Who are some players on heaters that you don't think can keep it up? It really stinks because I own all three of these guys in various leagues I'm in. But number one would be Frank Vetrano, nine goals in 10 games. Uh, his shooting percentage, 25.7. That's not sustainable. Not to mention, where does he factor in when Alex Kalorn returns to that Anaheim lineup? Uh, Jewel Eriksson has one point in his last four off to an impeccable start. But again, the, the key there is that he's away from Kaprizov. I know Boldy's back in the mix, picked up a couple points uh, last night in that game against New Jersey. And Travis Konechny with Philadelphia. Like we saw this to an extent last year where he ripped it up early on. The second half, he was pretty good. But I think the numbers will level off, not to mention, I still wonder about the depth up the middle for Philadelphia. We see today Sean Couture is not going to play against uh, the Buffalo Sabres. So he's another guy. If you have him uh, and you can sell high on him, I would definitely look at that. Always appreciate the advice, Nick. Thanks for hopping on and giving us a few minutes. Appreciate it. Go check out Lee's morning take. Rosie was in one Man. today, guys. Yeah, there was there was buzz about that. Nick Alberga from Lee's morning take with Fantasy Hockey Talk, delivered by DoorDash. All right, Frank, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question. Hashtag AskDFO. Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils off to a flying start. Off to a historic start, Frank. Most points before the 10th game of a season. Hughes is right in some company. Oh, yeah, Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux. That, that's pretty good. 
my question to you, 20 points in nine games for Hughes. What's your prediction on what he finishes the season with? 125. Ooh. Yeah, I think he's taken that step from 100-point player into the next realm. And look, uh, Connor McDavid better get on his horse. He 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 might have a challenger here for uh, the Art Ross. I think maybe most surprising about the McDavid start is the goal scoring. Um, but you watch Hughes and you look at every uh, part of his game it feels like there's not a moment in the game where he's not making some kind of magic happen. The control and, uh, you know, shame on Logan Cooley for spoiling it last night. But for a stretch of time heading into the overnight, you had Jack Hughes leading the league in scoring, Quinn Hughes leading all defensemen in scoring. And until he got surpassed by Logan Cooley, it was also Luke Hughes leading all rookies in scoring. Could you imagine at some point? The trifecta all coming home to one house in the summer. Hart, Norris, Calder. I mean, oh, you're talking man. about the best year of any family ever in hockey, if that were to be the case. The Esposito's pretty damn good in the 70s, but this wouldn't hold a candle to that. Yeah. I talked about Jack Hughes' start to the season. You mentioned Connor McDavid needing to get on his horse. Last year, by this point, Frank, McDavid had four four-point games under his belt already. Um, not producing that much, not even close to start this season. But I totally agree with you, though. Your take on Twitter, the Oilers have just, they've more or less been unlucky. There's been at least four games to this point that they should have won that they didn't. At some point, 25 games from now, you can start to turn around and say, yeah, enough of the moral victories talk, but for right now, just relax. Oilers fans did not react very well to that take of mine, however, Frank. Uh, let's move along to our Batano Daily Bets, where the Oilers were one of the teams that let me down last night. But looking to bounce back here on a Friday night. Quiet, quiet slate, though, in the league. So just the one play for me, and I like the Buffalo Sabres. I think they're, again, because of their slow-ish start to the season, books were maybe undervaluing them. I think they're a better team than they showed, is my point. On home ice, on a Friday night. Let's have a little plus money fun here. Let's take the Buffalo Sabres on the puck line at plus 135. I looked around at the player props for tonight. Nothing I really love in all of this. So I'm just rolling Sabres puck line nice and easy. Get some money for the big slate on Saturday. Yeah, and the Flyers and Sabres just met two days ago in this home and home. Sabres beat the Flyers in Philly 5-2. Feels like that puck line is a pretty good play at some pretty good plus money. And no Carter Hart for Philly either. He's out of the lineup as they wait for the prognosis on his injury. Uh, let's wrap Peterson up. has been called up, formerly of the LA Kings. He gets the start. I might double up the units there on uh, on the old puck line Sabres bet. Uh, let's wrap up the show with a little bit of garbage time brought to you by our new daily face-off Survivor game and Wendy's where I'm looking at my screen and it's a red circle that says, sorry, you've been eliminated Me from too. the contest. I'm out. The Red Wings needed seven more shots. They weren't even close. Ah, oh, what the hell? I've um, been eliminated. 236 remain uh, for this first Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. New game starts on Monday. Get in the mix. But for now, me and you are out. Yeah, if uh, you're still alive and you, for some reason, want my advice, uh, one that I like is actually Dougie Hamilton, over two and a half shots. His betting line is three and a half tonight. So I like Dougie Hamilton to fire off three shots. I mean, you could also take Jack Hughes to go over one and a half points. I think that's where a good chunk of the public is today over on our Daily Faceoff Survivor game brought to you by Wendy's and their brand new barbecue bacon cheeseburger. I'm looking at the picture of it on the site right now. The crispy onions, the cheese, the fresh never frozen Canadian beef. Download the app. Get it today. 
Frank, for garbage time today, I am giving some love to the Arizona Coyotes social media team who, I mean, again, coming for them. They're so good. This is hilarious. That Vince McMahon meme going around is one of my favorite <laughs> things right now. And this after Logan Cooley sets up the game winner last night. Come on. It's perfect. I mean, I think they have a case to make and everyone gasped. You and I were sitting right next to each other in Montreal bell center. Everyone is on their feet and they're thinking it's going to be Shane, Wright, And it ends up being your Slavkovsky the same year. Cooley goes and maybe he will end up for, you know, it's not the first time, but maybe we'll end up in a spot where some of these guys that go three and four end up being the best players in the draft. Cutter Goche will yep. probably have a pretty good case to make at some point. Same thing with David Juracek. And guess what? Pavel Minyukov, who we talked about just a minute ago uh, with uh, Nick Alberga, maybe he's a guy. He's looked really damn good. Seven points in the first 10 games with the Ducks as a defenseman. But... Um, Slapkowski, oof, it's been a bit of a struggle. And uh, guess how many goals this year against those same exact Coyotes last night? That's uh, that's a donut. Zip, zip, zip. Uh, also, just on the topic of that Cooley draft, credit to the Coyotes for even though Shane Wright fell, they stuck with their guy. I always think back to the 2016 draft when there was talk that the Oilers really liked Sergachev in their spot, but. Pugliarvi falls and they kind of go, okay, well, we got to take the guy that's falling, right? The guy who was supposed to go to you look at Arizona. They didn't sit there and go, okay, well, Shane Wright's falling. We should take him. They knew their guy and they're getting rewarded for it. Oh, they knew their guy well ahead of time. And so that's, that was actually the big debate. Remember, I, I think we were sitting having a beer the night before and I was kind of playing out the draft. Here's what I think happens. And I said then, and people thought I was crazy. I was like, Shane Wright, he he's probably going to go four or five because I knew that the coyotes wanted Cooley, and that was like right from jump street so they were all over it looks like they got their franchise centerman in the desert and they have franchise quality talent tweeting out from uh from their social media uh, channel anyways that's a wrap on a week of shows on daily face off live as always presented by batano next week we'll be right back here noon eastern you can't miss it make sure you hit the like button before you go hit the subscribe button if you haven't already we're like a hair away from 8,000 as well. So it'd be nice to hit that on a Friday. Enjoy your weekend, hockey friends. Enjoy your weekend. Frank, we'll chat on Monday. Thanks for tuning in to Daily Faceoff Live. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, 
a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.